It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. I think today's show may fascinate some, blow some people away, um, and really make people kind of curious after they hear what uh, today's special guest, Michael Lejan, started to um, experience and what he's going to share with us from his book. At a young age, Michael started to experience altered states of consciousness and very vivid dreams. His father, a professional hypnotist who had studied Edgar Cayce's life and his famous life readings, discovered in his research that the so-called sleeping prophet was actually activated with the use of hypnosis. Michael's father realized that he could train his son in the same way that Casey could induce his altered to his famous life readings. In Michael's book, intergalacticmatch.com, he takes the reader with him on a unique, mind-blowing and transformational journey that he experienced when he was first reunited with Celeste, his own divine other half, a higher dimensional, immortal, intergalactic goddess. She is dedicated to restoring heaven on earth and the golden age. Michael credits Celeste with inspiring and dictating most of their 750-page book. Michael has documented and exposed how the vast majority of UFO investigators within the UFO field unfortunately had an agenda to unjustly ridicule and suppress the truth about benevolent human appearing, um, appearing ETs which he believes have been the majority of the visitings to Earth. Um, so he's going to tell us all about this today, and we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to get started. Let's see. Okay. Good morning, Michael, and welcome. Glad to be here. It's, I'm glad to have you here. Um, you have a phenomenal story, and it's it's very different than any approach I have ever shared on this show. And that, that means a lot to me because I like mm-hmm. to, to represent different approaches to different things. And yours has some really interesting information. So, okay. So let's first talk about what, um, let's see, what, your intergalactic love or, or intergalactic love means. What do you think? Well, How do you describe that? Well, my experience with Celeste and my twin flame, my other half, since she made her presence more duly noted <laughs> uh, back in late 2017. And, and you know, of course, uh, those who had the chance to read the book, what I share, you know, she, if, you, if you're familiar with the term walk-in, she, uh, that's something, a term that Ruth Montgomery, a very famous metaphysical author, 
published a couple of books called Strangers Among Us, Aliens Among Us, back in the 19, early 80s. And, uh, and I have done a lot of research, met a lot of people, a lot of individuals who themselves feel that they were walk-ins, where otherwise a higher being will come down either because of what is called soul emergence, where they were merged with the other soul in the body. It's a higher agreement. Uh, and then there's also soul transfer, where somebody is having difficulty and kids can't handle. So an higher being will agree to come down and take, take on their place, and they take on the karma of the person who's in the body, and they continue living their life, but on a mission here to help the planet. Um, so I met a lot of other walk-ins, and so when Celeste first manifested her presence to me, it was coming through somebody else who, um, and on a conscious level, she didn't know this agreement on a higher level, but I later became aware of this as Celeste began to communicate with me after she was only in the body about maybe 30 days approximately at the most, and then she kind of continued, so her way of getting my attention, <laughs> and my life went through a major change at that time in early 2018, and a lot of information just flooded my being. Now, because I wasn't born in this life with the cosmic amnesia veils that most people are born with, I had access, direct access, memory-wise, with higher beings. And then I, when I had the, my two physical encounters, contacts, uh, both under very life-threatening situations, first time at six years of age, at uh, 1959, falling off a pier in Oceanside, California. In the process of that trauma, of falling off the pier into the ocean, they, in the process of falling, they physically beamed me up aboard this, what I call the Merkaba light ship. These Elohim, higher human-appearing benevolent beings who I had connected with prior, knew prior to this lifetime had taken me up to take away most of the trauma. I say most of it because... I had to learn that when we put ourselves in dangerous positions, we have to face responsibility. <laughs> as if we don't face our, situ- our deal with things, as a term, then we don't learn from it. So I, I had to, it still took me years to get a deep in the swimming pool after that because of the trauma falling off that at six years of age. But in that encounter I had, and I later connected with four different people who were witnesses to or aware of my experience, Two of them were aboard the ship who saw me. I didn't see them because they, I, wasn't, they, I wasn't looking in their direction, but they remember me. And then two other people who remember me falling off the pier, uh, which was significant and what from their perspective, it was interesting hearing their story, connecting with them years later, and I didn't even know there were witnesses to my encounter. But it was very awesome. I mean, I didn't want to come back in a sense. But uh, being there were these beautiful human-appearing beings dressed in blue, silver, metallic suits, and uh, and then basically they they made it clear to me that they later that they had took away most of my trauma because you know when we go through traumatic experiences that affects us for the rest of our life so there was this but I feel it was all in divine order that I had this encounter as a confirmation to my memories of beings I had known associated with and uh, then also had a lot of etheric interactions of beings like Ashtar appearing around me like at six three years later at nine years of age. Well, I was watching President Kennedy's news conference on, on the Cuban Missile Crisis and that little old black and white TV, and all of a sudden, after it pops into the room, and I'm quite worried. I could see him. He was standing there. He kind of reintroduced himself, who he was, and he was telling me they, they were coming down over military bases and shutting down all of the missiles in all these bases. Well, sure enough, years later, when he started uh, interviewing whistleblowers who had been in the military, they were telling me all about these ships light ships coming down, hovering over their base, 
they're shutting down their missiles. And of course, this has come throughout through the Freedom Information Act and other people who have researched it know this happened as well. But for me, it was interesting to hear these stories years later after Astra told me and the Astra Command that they were doing this to put on a benevolent show of force. They were not going to allow us to get into a nuclear war in the future. It was against Federation policy. And then in 1979, as I, in the late 70s, I began to become very public with my knowledge, I began to put on some public events, and things came to a head. See, I live my life fearlessly, but we can be fearless. You know, fear stands for false evidence appearing real. And I'm very fearless about getting the truth out there, about what I call the cabal deep state and what they've been involved in uh, against our constitutional mm-hmm. rights. Uh, right, and I want to get, I want to get into that in a little while, but I just really wanted yeah. uh, the listeners to, find, to know what intergalactic love means. Well, intergalactic love is related to the fact that on our world, it's most of the time we're with our other half, known as our twin flame, our divine complement, our divine other half. And Celeste is my other half, and I have a lot of memories of being with her. And I can just say it's the most incredible, blissful experience to be with a being that is truly. See, in the beginning, from a metaphysical point of view, uh, we were all, we, many, all of us were as one being, but we separated it from the, what I call the divine feminine part, and the divine masculine part, and became separate beings. But we, but even as we separated and went our separate way for a little while, it was that eternal search to find our other half, our true love, cosmic true love. And so, for yeah, for, so that was the beginnings of what's known as twin flame couples, twin soulmates, is that we were created as one being, but through a process of learning and growing, we chose to separate in two halves, so to speak, right. and come back together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I recently did a show about Twin Flames, and um, so we were discussing that, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we all have a Twin Flame, and so when you talk about intergalactic love, um, are you talking about with your twi- – is that always with the Twin Flame? Yes. Okay. Yes, so it is. Sometimes we physically meet our Twin Flame, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes they remain – um, celestial beings, right? Yeah, no, we have, we have more than one soulmate. The word soulmate is often confused with twin flame, but a lot of times people meet one of their soulmates, and it's very powerful, beautiful compared to a say, a more karmic kind of thing. But the ultimate experience is to be connected with your twin flame, your true universal other half, the ultimate experience. And to say that it's blissful is, is I mean, if there are, it really is hard sometimes to put into words you know, and I have a little pray, a little mantra. I go, blessed and blissed by Celeste. <laughs> uh, because of what I feel when she's around me, in fact, right now, she's sitting here etherically. I mean, I see her in front of my and on the bed here with me. My queen-size bed is my, is my office and my desk. because a little two-foot desk in the corner. can't hold very many papers. So I just do everything, my, you know, everything on the bed here. And so she's around me 24-7, basically, all the time. And it's incredible being with her. And now I'm spoiled. I've told her I would rather be with her than a physical soulmate because it is so incredible what we're experiencing together. It sounds incredible. It sounds wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. And so why, why is it better than uh, or, or more incredible, more, more fulfilling than a physical um, partner well when i what i said well it's because the well for me being clairvoyant clear audience or clear synthesis where i see your feeler i mean to me i sometimes forget she's not physical <laughs> she's so real to me 
Uh, and okay. in fact, one of the things that, as an example of how she likes to manifest that, you know, I just recently put up at the website in the, in the, this is a new website we just put up recently, and in the media interviews section, if you've gone there, you see those beautiful images. I, I've actually photographed hundreds of these, what I call love notes, where she manifests in the kitchen saying, you'll take the water droplets and turn them into Valentine-shaped hearts. <laughs> and just a few of them are there, and it's awesome. And in fact, I'm going to publish a book this coming year. I think it's going to be called Cosmic Love Notes, uh, love notes from My Cosmic True Loves, the last, which it gives photographing and other examples. I mean, there's just a few. There's like eight images there of these water droplets that look just like Valentine hearts. <laughs> she energetically manifested and I think she did it in the eggs I was going to cook one day. I put the, you know, the um, coconut oil in the fillet and the eggs, which here's the eggs are cold and you put them out. And so then I turned away for a couple of minutes, they turned back, and here's this perfect heart shape. And a little bit, mm-hmm. and in fact, in the background is an angelic being behind the heart that she manifested in the eggs. So she's done, you know, she makes, she does this all the time. And I, as I, I wonder, I love, sometimes I'm singing a love song, you know, I'm kind of a diehard romantic. And she gets excited and she'll do that. And she really loves, she likes to watch romantic movies with me <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, it's really, you can't, it's hard to explain to somebody who is more used to a mundane 3D kind of thing versus a higher dimensional um, experience uh, until you've had that experience. It's, it's hard to, you know, words fantastic, awesome, and incredible kind of fall short of how awesome it actually is to be with her. <laughs> so, and now, uh, it, and I will say because of my upbringing, now I knew before I chose, I chose, I remember choosing my earth parents, and I knew I was going to have a lot of dysfunctional issues with them. You know, I'm not going to go into all the details, but I dealt with, and, I, and because of other beings like Voltra who's a cosmic psychotherapist. He works out of a ship called the Jupiter One. He has a device called the accelerator chair. And I would go aboard um, and, and sit in this accelerator chair, and then through my readings for many years, and of course, it's not giving any medical advice, but higher beings like to suggest things to us. It's like we could suggest something to our friend. It's still up to that person to discern and make their choice. But they offered, and this was brought through when Ashtar would be channeling through me, and then he would never describe what it looked like. But later on, dozens of dozens of people would come back to me. And these were people who went through all kinds of psychiatrists, psychotherapists, psychologists, and they never really helped them. And give them all these drugs too, which I don't believe. You know, the side effects of some of these psychopathic drugs. Well, these people would do this, and they'd come back to me and share with me, and they all described the chair looking exactly the same of this crystal kind of future-looking chair, and they'd be sitting, it was incredibly comfortable, and they're in this light room with all these beautiful colored light shooting around them. And after that experience, within a short time, they started experiencing all of their issues going away. Now, I can only tell you what they tell me, and they all describe the chair looking exactly the same. <laughs> and, wow. and, and all I can say was awesome to feel the experience, hearing them tell me after all these years of trying to find Earth, like, you know, help, the, after some intergalactic intervention, and they, and they, of course, I believe in God helps us and help, helps themselves, where they took as much responsibility as they could. At that point, in their, in their sincere search for other options, you know, this was provided for them as something else to try. And then when they tried it, they found a major shift happen in their life. Um, well, so it's, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's interesting that you said, um, you know, that, that you chose this earth family um, and then you mm-hmm. ended up in this, you know, chair where all, a lot of this was relieved. And 
so in the work that I do as a narcissistic abuse uh, coach, most everybody has has had dysfunctional families, and so yeah. to to me, you know, we choose these families because they're a impetus for growth for us um, right. when we rise above mm-hmm. this. Okay, so having this accelerate, why would we want it, this accelerated other than not having to deal with the bad memories? Because a lot of the work that we put into it, the growth that we put into it, is how we end up on the other side. So why would um, the, you know, why would this be accelerated? It would, it would be because these people needed to move forward quickly? Well, first of all, the experiences we have on planet Earth as of up until now with what I call the cabal deep state uh, manipulating this planet, we're going through a huge great awakening right now. It's called the great awakening, some call it where we're waking up, so to speak, out of this, what someone called the matrix uh, that the cabal, the imbalanced forces created, and we're re-anchoring in what's called the nirvanic ecstasy grid, which has to do with bringing paradise back to Earth. And even though we've been stuck in so many lifetimes with uh, karmic situations, as the twin plane couples connect together at this time and reactivate this grid, we're coming out of the pain and the suffering and the endless wheel of karma. We are destined to have a golden age here. We're going into what I call the Star Trek golden age, where because of things like med bits, they actually exist right now. They're going to be bringing them out uh, on a mass level for humanity. Actual rejuvenation chambers, things like replicators, things that we consider science fiction already exist in classified projects, but they're going to be unveiled very shortly in the coming next few years from what I'm told and made available. And all these problems, all these karmic things that imbalance forces help to get us stuck in. See, they, do a, they get off an energy called louche. Louche is an energy, the byproduct of suffering and pain, whether it be emotional, physical. And so when we release, get rid of that pain and suffering through healing, transformational experiences, and bringing more bliss into our life, that's very powerful in healing us of these imbalances and pain and suffering. Yes, we came here to learn because very soon there will not be another chance to do that as we go into the golden age. But we chose to be here during this time to help humanity also. Okay, all right. Um, And these are uh, who you call volunteers or I've heard them called light workers or whatever. Star Um, star people, in fact, if you go to select my website, Mm intergalacticmatch.com, you'll see a list of what's called the NASA star people characteristic list. Brad Steiger and some other individuals back in the late 70s did some research and discovered, and I added a few myself, characteristics traits. I find that most volunteers in Earth Embodiment have at least several to a third, several to a third of that list. Now, I almost mm-hmm. have every one of them actually mm-hmm. on that list because of not having, with having conscious memory, it affected my DNA RNA. And we see DNA RNA manifests first on a higher level, then it manifests in the physical level. So our consciousness is affecting our DNA, RNA, and higher forces are helping us to alter and change and bring in what I call the 24 strands uh, because our bodies are changing from carbon-based to silicon. We're actually changing. Our new root race is coming into being. And so the releasing of pain and suffering and replacing with bliss and joy so that we learn through joy rather than through pain, that that becomes the norm rather than the painful history that this planet has gone through. Right. Um, yeah, and I've actually, I do believe I'm one of those star people. So I think I'm mm-hmm. a volunteer. I think that I am because I've, I've um, gone through this, um, checked this out. 
Mm-hmm. When you talk, it's interesting that you mentioned Elohim because um, Elohim in the Jewish religion is God. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's where they got this Hebrew name. If this was so, so who is Elohim? Well, first of all, when we understand that, the, that in, when the Council of Nassim, a group of corrupt priests, politicians, bureaucrats, power elite of that day, shows out of the 777 books that originally existed, shows to only refer to 66 of them, and they edited it severely. They changed and altered a lot of things that our divine creator, divine source, which was father and mother, was both divine feminine and divine masculine, not some old man with a long beard, uh, was presenting to us. And I have a lot of knowledge about Jesus and what was going on at that time, which is somewhat different than the versions that we've been brought up I mean, I read the Bible from cover to cover right after Jesus appeared to me. And the significance, that was a mind-blowing experience because he appeared first in the archetype form as we see him traditionally as the Eastern Jesus. Mm-hmm. But his skin was actually darker complexed for that time of the world. And then he appeared, I mean, blew my mind sitting in the front porch of our home. And I meditate and look up and there's the dude, the man himself. And he stands there for a moment, and they're overwhelmed, and then he disappears and then reappears. This is a God on his truth. He's now dressed in a silver gold metallic jumpsuit and says, I'm your commander chief, known as Lord Sananda, even though I was referred to as Eshua, and he was actually married to Mary Magma. That is a story that they changed. They didn't want to recognize the divine goddess tradition. And, in fact, Leonardo da Vinci, when he painted The Last Supper, that's Mary Magdalene, not John the Divine in that image. So... When they come out very soon with all these disclosures and people realize that there were 777 books. And in fact, there's a, um, um, the sermon, the, um, Tom, the, um, the, what is it? The Gospel of Matthew. There's a Q on the front cover of that. Ever heard of Q? People think it's a conspiracy theory? No. There's Q intelligence. I met these guys back in the 80s who are part of Q intelligence and they've been doing these drops and downloading of how they're taking down the deep state right now. So the Matthew of Q, Thomas Matthew, is all at one version of what happened at that time. Very interesting. Hmm. I was going to actually ask you what Q was. So thank you. Thank you for um, saying that. President Kennedy also had Q, and and President uh, Lincoln Lincoln and Kennedy both had Q groups around them. So so a Q group would be someone negative, a a negative group or a Mm-hmm. No, it stands for quantum consciousness. We're going into oh. a, new, we have a new financial system called the quantum financial system. We're going to have quantum phones and quantum computers shortly. Everybody's going to have them on the planet. Right. That's, that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to back up a little bit and just touch on the walk in a minute, in, in a minute uh, for okay. just a, a brief mm-hmm. time because – you were basically told that at one of your presentations or um, one of your workshops that you were going to meet your twin flame. And Mm -hmm. so a woman came in with the name of Cindy or whatever her name was, because you probably changed it, but she came in and you recognized each other. And for about three weeks, you had this phenomenal connection. And, but, but, but Cindy was in a relationship that she was very attached to and it was very confusing. It was confusing to you that you would be matched with your twin flame. Who's already matched with someone else. So, so what was actually happening there is Celeste 
walked into Cindy mm-hmm. to show you what it would be like to be, you know, to yes. recognize her before yes. she manifested in as a celestial being, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So I just wanted to and, you know, explain. And, and when, we write, when we write these life scripts, I mean, what would it be if it was all easygoing? And, <laughs> you know, if it was just all smooth. Yeah, no, I, of course, idealistically wanted it. And in the future, Celeste will come to me physically in some way. Uh, I've had some theory about what that could be. But I'm focusing in the here and now. I'm focusing in how wonderful it is to have this multidimensional romantic relationship. Few, few people in Earth have attempted it. Uh, but we learn from this experience, too, because there are some challenges and in the sense of, you know, certain things that, uh, you know, in fact, one day I'll just share this after interfacing with her. I'm not going to go into that. But just say my energy got so high as I proceeded across the street, people didn't see me. I literally became the invisible man. <laughs> and she warned me right before I was at the intersection. And this car slows down. I shared this in the book. And I thought, okay, they see me. Well, they didn't. And they put on the gas. They missed me by two or three inches. I thought they were trying to run me over, and it freaked me out. And I go down to this other intersection, and the same thing happened. And so, and I saw the joke. Well, I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm willing to risk that, you know, for this blissful interaction. But I, I joke about when I get eye contact with them, they slam on their brakes and they see me. I mean, this is where I've had this experience over and over again. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. As humans, as humans, we've, we've vibrated at a very low speed. And it's why traditionally, we... Traditionally, yes. Uh-huh. Traditionally, yeah. Which is why most of us are not used to connecting with higher realms um, mm-hmm. who vibrate at higher speeds, right? So right. that's what you're... Mm-hmm. When you interfaced with this uh, celestial being that, you know... You mm-hmm. develop that higher, um, yeah, you, <laughs> you we're vibrating at such a high speed that you disappear. That's yeah. so cool. Mm. Yeah, okay. I mean, and, and so, but I said I'm willing to risk that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because the interface, and, and for those who it don't understand what an interface is, it's, it's a type of um, intimate connection, very deep intimate yeah, connection. Very, very, and very sacred. Very wonderful. I mean, it's hard to put in words around a person who is used to only a 3D experience. But when you interface with your other half, it, 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 and especially when they're celestial being in this way, it, it brings you up, it brings your frequency up. And see, we have, we're all going through, whether humanity realized or not, we're going through the Great Awakening, which is part of the planetary ascension. So we're being raised frequency, getting us ready to have open contact. You know, because right now, two months ago, in fact, according to not only what Celeste told me, but other channels got the same thing, that there were some major meetings in the solar system around Jupiter where members of the Earth Alliance connected with the Space Force, and we have an alliance, White Hat Alliance, it's called, connected to, and so they were there uh, meeting in this, in this meeting, and we are now technically, our quarantine is being, we've been in cultural quarantine, and we're, it's being lifted right now to allow Earth to become an official member of the Federation of Worlds. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so, that leads me, so that leads me to, you know, to have you clarify the cabal. Because um, well, the, I, I thought yeah. that was really interesting, and I think it explains a lot about what we're seeing here in the physical world. Yeah, well, traditionally, they were called the Illuminati. 
as a group of, there were 13 Illuminati family bloodlines. Now, the Whiteout Alliance took out the Phoenician families, they're also called, the last several years. They've been taken out, basically, and they were the ones really funding and controlling the whole pyramid of control. And now that they got taken out, and the Whiteout Alliance has, there, uh, people don't know this, but there are military tribunals going on. I have intel sources where hundreds of thousands of people have been arrested or connected with the cabal. Gitmo was enlarged 10 times. It was filled up to capacity. We're going to eventually have military tribunals being televised and people observing who these people, well-known names, people like Bill Gates, the corrupt politicians, all over the world. And, and most of Hollywood has been cleaned out, actually. They're using body, body doubles clones, uh, holograms. Actually, this is going on. I hear this from a lot of sources. So you're, people are going to be shocked, but I'm warning you, and I talk about it in my book a little bit because of all the child pedophile stuff that's been going on in deep underground military bases. And it's horrendous. It's horrific. But it's part of, those, part of our dysfunctional past. If we don't face our challenges in our closet, we can't move into the future. We have to deal with our stuff effectively, deal with it, process it, Forgive ourselves, forgive those forces, but we can't forget. We have to have the wisdom to know through experience of what we're not going to allow to occur again. There's a cleansing going on. And very shortly, it's all going to be exposed on a mass level, and it is. For many intel sources, this is coming out. Well, that's such great news because we're all mm-hmm. just waiting with bated breath for that to happen. No. Um, and it seems mm-hmm. as if it's going in the, in the wrong direction. But, um, I mean, I know that light always wins. Light always beats darkness. Yeah. And so, I, you know, mm-hmm. I've always held on to that, that we're going to come through this and be okay. Um, yes. But a lot of, the, a lot of um, politicians and, like you say, the – uh, Hollywood and the, the stars and all those kind of things. So they have been actually taken over. So which is why they're well, aligning. They get further, further in their careers. Uh, they sold out basically. They corrupted themselves, became unredeemable because they were forced through, you know, blackmailing them to do horrific things, crimes against humanity. And they're going to be there. A lot of them are in and I'll get them on other places. And people think, but, but there's really no one hardly in Hollywood anymore that used to be there because they were all guilty. Most of them did these horrific things for their career, and it's being exposed, and it's going to be coming out on a mass level very, very soon. Wow. I mean, I just can't imagine how much our minds are going to be blown by all of this information. Well, it I mean, It's a wake-up call, and it's going to be hard for a lot of people to accept it. But our fake news media, you know, I, don't get me started, how fake our news is, the, uh, the mainstream, through Operation right, let me just say, Let me just say that I agree with you. Yeah, okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> our, our media has been controlled. And, and so through alternative means, and even then there's been some infiltration, but alternative, there are a lot of alternative sources that have been exposing this. You know, when all the major, 90% of our media is controlled by, you know, six corporations, what does that tell you? Yeah, I know. It's um, it's it's really bizarre. It's really bizarre yeah. too, and it and it's creating so much fear among those who don't have um, a spiritual connection and you know can't well, see through it. Remember, yeah, fear is false evidence appearing real. When you're when you have your relationship intact with your divine with divine source, and you're in harmony with the divine plan, you can live life without fear. 
And I understand, and, and, and one of the things that I've been exposing, this whole COVID thing, you know, did you know that 22 countries, their health ministers have now documented there is no such thing as COVID in a virus form, but instead it's been developed into a bio form, a bio warfare form. So, oh, but yeah, we can, our systems are strong enough. See, I've never had vaccines because my parents were hep to how dangerous and toxic they were. People need to get hep. They need to educate themselves that big pharma is not how it was going to help us. They're corrupt. The CDC, the WHO, all those organizations are corrupt and part of the whole problem. And people like Bill Gates and others are corrupt. And, in fact, there's theories that many of these people have already been arrested. Uh, and there's people double body double temporarily. Because if, if, you, if you force things too fast on people, they just can't handle it. So there's things in place right now to get us through here, to get us through this time, and ultimately come into the golden age. A lot of wonderful things on the horizon, but we need to wake up, take, you know, take control of our lives, and understand that Divine Creator did not give us these problems without a solution. We have solutions. If we'll just get our mind aligned, and our heart and mind aligned with Divine Source, all kinds of solutions are available for us. Yes. Um, you know, I'm so, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. And um, our government right now is that everything is upside down and backwards. It's, it's really crazy. Are these people, are there walk-ins? Are these, who, who are these people that are well, doing these crazy you know, backwards things to our, to our country? Well, you know, a lot of, most of the, most of the politicians, I mean, most all of them, not all, but you say 90, 94% of them are totally corrupt. You know, the, our so-called sitting president, won't get me started, I, he's mm-hmm. an actor, actor. Biden was actually executed two years ago by military tribunal, the actual person, because he was a telepedophile. I mean, I don't want to go into all of it, but let's mm-hmm. um, just say we're going to have a, our constitutional republic is coming back behind the scenes. Uh, we're going to change, experience a major change here. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you know, we know for a fact the elections were manipulated. They found the server over in Germany. The special forces found it. And, uh, and uh, Trump actually won. This is all going to come back again. I'm just telling you, I know for a fact the intel from a number of sources all check out. Okay. And we have nothing to really worry about because despite what we're going through, because humanity has to face this and wake up, we have things are coming up. You know, the victory light is already assured. But it's kind of like a movie, a pantomime playing out right now. And it's kind of like that mystery dinner theater where we're sitting eating our incredible gourmet meal. And around this, the actors are playing out their role. So instead of getting so emotionally caught up into it, it's like the old saying, this too shall pass. We have to deal with it. We have to face it. But not get caught up in the fear of it. You know, we know that there's solutions. And so I'm just saying there's a lot going on. It's not as it appears to be. Right. And... You know, you talk about Trump being really benevolent and really um, aware of a lot of these yeah. um, the things that are going on. Why? What, mm-hmm. what was it about his energy that freaked people out? Is it because they're all? Well, what, who was freaked out? First of all, you know, he had a he had a philosophy: keep your friends close and enemies closer. And when you find that his uncle Trump, uncle his uncle was involved with Nikola Tesla technology funding and helping him. Howard Hughes was actually connected with a time problem and a lot of other things. And Trump wants to bring that technology in to replace all the other stuff, actually. And uh, there's all this stuff that's like the med bids I mentioned, replicators already exist. It's going to be unrevealed. So 
they're waiting to for all this. See, Trump has been using what is called the art of war. A famous, uh, in fact, I believe that he was the, the Tanzu who wrote that back. The art of the, the art of the war is very similar. Using when you make when you make your enemies think you're strong when you're weak. Make your enemies think they're weak when you're strong. So you confuse the enemy, and so that's why it's all being exposed. What's going on right now? And I'm just saying a lot of stuff's been happening behind the scenes. The White House, there's tribunals going on there right now. Okay, I, I just know this from intel sources. That's that's really good. I mean, my feeling about Trump was that um, we're so used to our government being covert and not sharing with us, and he was so out there with everything that I right. think pe- people weren't used to that. I think that's what really upset a lot of people. So yeah, anyway, well, let's, yeah. people get upset about a lot of things. But, you know, I always have a little joke. If they get upset, we, at least we know they're a lot. You know, if they get their <laughs> blood pumping, instead of being kind of like sitting there as a zombie in front of their boob tube, when they get upset, oh, my God, Martha, they're alive. Oh, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> at least they're alive. Even if they're getting upset, at least we know there's some, uh, some life force in them. Even if we don't okay. agree always, we can agree to disagree and, you know, find a solution. But... You know, and I, as I shared, you know, well, I'm not going to go into it in the book, this yeah. powerful synchronicity I had, what really verified to me about things going on below the, our earth that, you know, horrific crimes against humanity. I mean, I was so mind-blowing to me and having, you know, when you have a synchronicity, it could be, you know, in an earth vehicle, you know, a license leader or a, a billboard, or you overhear a song right after you've had this incredible vision, and then this pl- song plays, verifying through the lyrics of what you've just experienced. And that's what Celeste provided for me as this mind-blowing experience of, of seeing myself on, on a higher level. See, those of us who are in earth embodiment, our higher self can be on our own light ships up there. And her, Celeste and my, my higher self, and see has a light ship called the Celestial Star. In fact, one day I'm doing power walking here in Sarasota, and I'm walking along, and Celeste manifests to me and tells me to turn around and look at the sky the opposite direction. And I see this. You know, if you know what a sun dog is, it's a halo effect, and there's this cloud bank, and sticking out of it is the rim, uh, which is ionization of the celestial star, and I photographed it, it's in the book, blew the photograph up, and anyway, after that, she started, you know, manifesting a lot of things, like these beautiful water droplets, <laughs> they look like hearts, and she manifested them as a confirmation many times of her presence, but... Uh, I'm walk, doing power walking and has this incredible vision, and I saw Trump's higher self in the council making a vow he was going to bring them down the entire deep state. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I'm power walking, and I have this vision of us beaming up the children out of the underground dumps. It was totally mind-blowing. I'm crying. It was, like, overwhelming. <clears throat> and and it, in the circumstances of how this song, you know, I, Trader Joe's story, I shop in here in Sarasota, and only one time before, months before, did they ever play music on the intercom. So that day, and usually in the morning, I have a habit of calling them because I like to, you know, save a few pennies and nickels, and I like to buy mostly all organic food. It's a little cheaper there. So I forgot to call. Well, so let's make sure I didn't call so I'd have this experience. So I go in the store, and, and, and usually if I go in there, it's like a minute or so. But five minutes go by, and I can't figure out why it's taking for so long for them to come back up to the front desk and tell me, well, if they had come up earlier, I would have missed the song that was about to play. This was the second time I ever heard them call, play song over the intercom. As I'm about to walk, and then finally, as the governor said, no, we don't have it. As I walk into the door, I'm hearing Neil Young's After the Gold Rush song starting to play. 
And the lyrics in that song are, I saw the silvery spaceship shining in the yellow haze of the sun. The children were crying as the loading had begun. Now, I heard that, and I just stopped in my tracks, and I just started crying because I knew that was a confirmation of what I had just experienced minutes ago. I just, you know, I read that in your book, and I... I've heard that I, I love Neil Young. I love him, and I know all no. his music. And, you mm-hmm. know, I never really stopped to think about that. But, yes, he said it. He absolutely did say that. And it took to, for Celeste to set up that synchronicity. It took a lot of planning because, as I said, you know, she had to make sure I forgot about calling. If I called, I wouldn't have gone to the store because they did. And she had to delay me five minutes once I was in there. The only time, second time they ever played music in that store, and a song that I haven't heard for like 20 years. It's the only song that has those kind of lyrics <laughs> out of millions of songs ever produced. <laughs> or that song wow. didn't play that, you know. So it's kind of, those, but yet nothing's impossible, you know, divine source and divine higher forces who would confirm in an energetic sense if we're open enough and paying attention. Now, some people who don't ignore the synchronicities, I've met several guys who people got hit by lightning. You know, when they say, you know, God might spike thee. Well, if you're not paying attention, if God needs to stand on a thunderbolt, hit your butt with a lightning. I've met people who've been hit by lightning, and they said to me, yeah, I, wasn't, I didn't notice the synchronicity, but I got sure God got my attention at that moment. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. A lot of times I always say it's, you know, the proverbial two-by-four, that, you know, people go through life and don't really – pay attention to the messages that they're getting, the help that they're getting. Mm-hmm. So they finally yeah. get that two by four that knocks them completely down. Exactly. And then yeah. there's only one thing to do and that's listen because there's no other way mm-hmm. to fix their life, you know? So um, I see that in a lot of my clients and I know that happened with myself. That was, you know, the two by four. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the lightning bolt, the two by four. Um, so for those who are listening and want to know how they find their um, twin flame or their intergalactic love, do some of us have that going on and we just don't realize it? Well, my perception is that the vast majority of the, what I call the ground crew, <laughs> those of us who are volunteers in the body, which is actually almost half the world's population right now, okay, uh, and if you look at that NASA star people list at, my, at plus on my website, intergalacticmatch.com, and realize how many, how much energy you've been able to manifest in your physical, through your DNA RNA, it's how many of those characteristics you'll have. It's an indication. It's a sign. It's connected with your, who you actually are. But most of the ground crew, there are a few exceptions, but most of the ground crew have been separated with their other half off planet while they're down here. Now, but since Celeste and I connected, she and I manifested dozens of a romantic lifetime that had not originally existed in the Akashic record. But because it's a gigantic hologram, once you manifest it, it's as if it's always existed. And when she manif- and I manifested it, it impacted the time-space continuum and altered the frequency. As twin and couples connect together again, that impacts the time-space continuum even more. It creates a momentum. It starts to build up as like dropping a pebble in a harmonic magnetic pool. The ripple effect goes out across time creation and everything shifts into more of a paradise mode and releases all the pain and suffering the humanity's been stuck in. Amazing. So are we meet, uh, connecting with our twin flames more? Is well, this happening more and more to people? Well, 
part of what Celeste and I wanted to do, because he helped me write the book. It was you know, I didn't plan to do 750 pages, but you know, I mean, it was a blissful experience working with her and writing the book. I mean, I was totally blissed out. When she channeled through me, direct, well, I'm just totally blissed out. <laughs> and so, but what 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 is most of I would say most of the ground crew probably won't be experiencing. But what we, Celeste and I are sharing with everybody, if somebody wants to attempt a multi-dimensional romantic relationship, it's possible to do it. It's not something easy for most people because they're not clairvoyant, clairaudient. But if you have a pure heart and you want to kind of set the stage kind of with a little, you know, a prelude to a physical connecting, which is going to take place when open, when first contact takes place, technically it's called first contact, when society openly acknowledges, when ships start coming down eventually openly, but a prelude leading up to it. And in many of the channel sources talk about uh, having a, uh, a mentor, uh, that they would connect with when they're taken aboard and come back in a series of waves, so to speak, taking until eventually all of us will be a part of the reality. It's not going to happen overnight, per se, but it's going to be, uh, we're in a new timeline, so to speak, right now. So things are being stepped up. And the sooner we open up and acknowledge and embrace this higher potential, the more we will come out of our pain and suffering and imbalances. We don't, you, know, you know, even though it's been a pretty much of a tradition to learn through pain and suffering, I say it's time to start learning through joy and bliss and upliftment. Okay? Mm. I say it's time to replace pain and suffering and all the loose energy with bliss and joy and, and wonder and, and happiness and fulfillment. Isn't it time to quit being masochist, get out of these stuck emotional spaces that people have hung out? Because, yes, it may be so familiar to them, but it's time to find your courage. It's time to get into a more fearless type of life and embrace and know that you're more than worthy to have peace and joy and fulfillment rather than getting into emotional toxic relationships, okay, as I was in one for many, many years, thinking for the sake of the mission, I had to stay there. What a masochist. And when I learned to realize for the sake of the mission, i got to work on my own needs. I ignored my own needs emotionally for something bigger than myself. That's how I – but it was Stockholm Syndrome also, of course. I was yes, him, of I course. And I began to balance it. Yeah, then things got clear to me. Yeah. Well, you know, what you just said was really huge confirmation for my work, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's what I promote is that being who you are, accepting it, enjoying it, loving every aspect of it, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, that to now, me, when, when, when someone embraces that, then they heal a lot, then everything begins to heal. Yeah, I want to mention one more thing here. Now, you said how do people, if they want to have the experience, well, first of all, the process, and this is what I kind of explained, it's less than I explained in the book in a way, that the process of reading the book, and I'm not just talking about skimming over it quickly. I'm talking about giving yourself a chance to really assimilate and take into the, the concept itself. The very concept I know is revolutionary out of this world. But if your heart is pure and you really and you've gone into all the dating sites like Match.com and all the Earth dating sites, isn't it time to realize that dating and romance could be something a little more extraordinary? But by process of reading the book, the very process of energetic reading the book is an energetic process, and there are what I will call energetic encodements in the book. You may not be aware of that, but they're there to help you help yourself if you're open to this concept, and you would like to connect energetically to the other half, 
This is to say they are more than ready and willing to help you help yourself if you, and there's protocols in the book about dietary suggestion. I'm not giving advice. I'm just suggesting uh, meditation, various things that are protocols that you can bring into your life to help enhance other positive things you're doing. And if you really are sincere and you really desire to meet, connect with your other half, you will speed that process up a lot more than if you hadn't done that, okay? And if you're open and ready, the divine source, reality itself will work in, in harmony with your desire, pure heart desire, because you see intent and motive is what we're judged for. We're not judged for human mistakes and human frailties. We learn for them. It's our intent and pure heart desire that allows the doors to open. That's the key. That's the access code to open up your heart, your mind, and consciousness with discernment to open up to this ultimate experience where you can experience bliss rather than all the emotional toxic crap that people oh. have been stuck in on this planet. How refreshing that sounds. Wow. Yes. Wow. Do you, um, I know that you, do you still conduct workshops? Do you teach um, these how to find these energetic encodements? Do you? Well, um, I, I do these 90-minute uh, tra- personal 90-minute transformational channel readings. I've been doing thousands of these for years. Uh, I took a little bit of sabbatical when Celeste came in to kind of get, start focusing on my own emotional stuff that I needed to kind of process a little more, complete some of the processing of what started in the accelerator chair and some other things. But when I do these, I always suggest people take a look at the NASA star people with, and if they feel connected with some of those characteristics and they feel they would like to open up and, and spiritually expand their repertoire of consciousness and open up to this possibility, well, the readings I do are really a transformation because it isn't just the conscious information that is being shared and being speak through me. They have me in an energy beam, and they download what's called these higher light encodements. They're energetically on the CD. When I record the original, then I dub it, and they send it to the person, it's more than just what they experience when they're having it. It's when they play back the recording, the CD, over and over again. People often tell me they hear stuff popping up in the recording they didn't initially hear because their consciousness shifts and allows them to start accessing, depending how many times they play it, it's how much they're going to get out of it, you know, anytime we do it. So it's a process that helps them open up so that they can also channel, so they can tap into the same source. But it's very important that they eat a pure diet. I'm talking about non-GMO, totally 100% organic, and do yoga, various different things to get your body energetically in a state of receptivity and balance and attunement. And mm-hmm. if you don't do those things, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to achieve your ultimate potential. Um, what, I wanted to ask you about the accelerator chair. Do, can, do some of us experience the accelerator chair and have no conscious memory of that? Well, it's possible, but to me, being consciously aware that such thing, something like that exists, having a desire, a pure heart desire to experience it and calling on Voltra, First of all, putting yourself in the light, this cosmic color meditation that I do, where I I do this with Celeste every day, where she and I invoke the color. It keeps us in really attunement. It's awesome. It's blissful. You balance all the chakras, the centers in your body. Your body, mind, spirit alignment takes place. And when you're in that energetic state, and I do it, I call it the 24-hour vigil, where I do it every day to keep my body in this really energetic, activated, empowered state and attunement. 
and it allows you to process more of your emotional stuff, all that emotional, psychological follow from past lives and the early part of this life needs to be released, deal with it, let go of it, and move on. So this is a process that helps you to be able to see we're all channeling life force all the time. How do we interpret it? Are we interpreting it clearly or are we misinterpreting it because of our emotional psychological stuff that gets in the way? We filter it through. So we need to release that so we're a lot clearer and balanced and more open and fine-tuned. It's called fine-tuning yourself so that when higher forces and divine source downloads to your own I am presence, connected with the great I am that I am, then you're able to receive clearly and understand much more what divine source wants for you. And when you do these meditations, are you focusing on one color of the chakra at a time, or do you move through the chakras as you do this meditation? Well, I, I do as I start, you know, like I invoke the white and then the silver. And that's one of the techniques where you, when you filter colors through the silver, that's just one of the things. It brings them to a higher frequency. Because silver is the ray of joy and ecstasy and, and joy and bliss and excitement and, and beauty. And the silver, the metallic iridescent silver is a very powerful energy that makes everything else much brighter. It's like alchemy when you bring colors together. When you combine, it's like an energy recipe. You enhance the overall harmonic frequency feel that you're working with. So you invoke, first you invoke either white or silver, and then well, do no, you choose no, the... First, I invoke mm-hmm. the white light of Christ. The Christ it's a Christ frequency. I only work okay. with the Christ energies. I don't work mm-hmm. with lower astral energies. Okay. Okay. So... Yeah. And then, so the energy coming in is going to come through the Christ frequency. It's, it's sacred. You know, it's a sacred vibration that keeps everything holy, holy and pure. Mm-hmm. Pure and holy. And, and it unites with all the ancient, other ancient, the goddess groups and everything else. Uh, you know, it's a lot of things that were like, it's like astrology and astronomy were separated. Well, there's a lot of things in the past traditions that were also separated to disempower. But when we bring it together, we become whole. Like holistic from food or our lifestyles holistic, then we become whole and empowered fully. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, so, but what I'm unclear on, so, so you're invoking the Christ light, white light, um, mm-hmm. but you call yeah. it a color, you call it a color meditation or whatever. So, and you talk yeah. about the chakras. So where do the colors mm-hmm. come in? Do they just come in as you're, after you invoke this well, white yeah, light? When you're invoking them, when you're invoking them, <clears throat> and also part of this is using visualization, Visualizing each color, you know, your traditional view of color, but see much, see how brighter there will be when you invoke first the white and you bring the silver. The silver allows them. You always, I always invoke that I'm filtering each of these colors through the silver. And, and so then I go, up from, I go up through all the colors of the rainbow, up and then there's some few chakras, colors above the crown chakra in the etheric. I invoke those colors too. And that, again, uh, allows you to really tap into the highest energy of the universe. It get you know it gets and but yeah, I also had an interesting experience in 1979 after the cabal killed me literally with the psychotronic beam and they resurrected me on the ship as they share in the book. And in fact, the earlier book I wrote called Prepare for the Landings, Are You Ready? talks about my <laughs> physical encounters specifically. Well, on the board of the ship, I'm watching these Elohim beings. These uh, as I left my body astrally, and there was floating on this really comfortable. It was like floating on a cloud, <laughs> you could say. And I watched, and they also put these etheric crystals in, into my chakra points in the sense that as when I do the color meditation, it's kind of like it enhances, it amplifies what I'm experiencing. Because after the call killed me, 
they did what they did is they altered my frequency so that the so that the darker dark cats could not tune into my frequency. It was like psychotronic radionic free aspect. So when they so it automatically when I do the cosmic color meditation, it keeps me in this really strong, energized, protected state. And I became a thorn in the butt for the cabal. They were trying to off me all the time, and I had a sense of humor. See, the cabal can't understand humor. So I was like saying, hey, I knew my phone conversation in the monitor, and I would say, hey, I want to thank you. I really want to thank you for trying to off me because you just confirmed the importance of my mission. You know how much some people have searched their entire life to get validation? Well, my God, I just want to validate you doing this. And they just, they didn't know how to handle my humor. And I just laughed. And, and you know, humor, it diffuses it. And I would go out there publicly and, and these two people and different you know, alphabet soup agency guys would show up at my events. I, I met, oh, oh, dozens, maybe 100, 200. I don't know how many I met. Almost, I did hundreds of events in the public. So they would show up and give me all this intel and I would show with the public. I became a real pain in the butt for the cabal. Uh, I was their worst, worst nightmare because I was disclosing things and, and I put out this fact this one document called the conspiracy to rule the world which documented how all these organizations and individuals are connected with these illuminati bloodline families and that guy it made its way all over the internet and other people added stuff to it so they tried to you know as much as they could but it just kept confirming what i was doing and it was kind of laughable <laughs> in a way because you know the sniper up on the hill they fire at me they got, the bullet leader either didn't leave the, uh, the, the, that or it, it left and never reached me. And Celeste was, as I said in the book, writing shotgun. She was on the celestial star, constantly not keeping them from doing what they were attempting to do. And from my understanding, some of the dark hats became white hats because they, you know, a lot of these higher beings incarnated, came down, took on the karma. They actually took on, incarnated on the dark side, they program themselves aboard the ship to deprogram themselves and break all this like MK Ultra programming, break free and become a white hat and expose all of this and became that's why they became part of the Q intelligence to expose and to stop the cabal and finally the victory light would can come about. So there's a lot going on because the individuals that had been on the dark side became aligned with the price frequency and are working for humanity right now. That's that's so great. Um on the Merkava light ships, are, what do the um, entities look like? Do they look like humans? Do they look like ETs? Um, yeah. How- well, first of all, a Merkava, and they, they can be in the form of an orb. I've seen in, in photographs of these, in some photographs where the orbs are just filling up the photograph. You can't see them with your physical eye, but you, well, sometimes you can. They're actually floating around or clairvoyant. But a Merkava is a manifestation of that higher being. They don't need ships to travel in that state. But when groups of them are hanging, you know, hanging out, <laughs> they created Merkaba light ships. A lot of them will manifest these, these what meteorologists on Earth call lenticular clouds, these saucer-shaped beautiful clouds. I have an old book from uh, from years ago called um, Cosmic Rays from the let's see, what is it? I think it was called Cosmic Rays from the Sun, or I photographed some over Mount Shaft in various mountains where these lenticular clouds, saucer-shaped clouds manifest. And usually that's a ship in the physical or etheric with an ionization around it. Uh, they manifest a lot of times that way. Even sun dogs and a lot of phenomena that we call natural phenomena, uh, you know, is actually a higher source. And it's happening for millions of years. So after a while, we just say, well, that's just a natural phenomena. But it's the byproduct of higher beings interfacing from one dimension to another, actually. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> 
So what about the yeah. the the silver ships that we see? I mean, and and is this well, actually when happening? Well, they come down to more 3D level, then they become more solid, solidified. Okay. And there's many different types of sizes. Like, you know, like the who's who in the cosmic directory as far as the beings, you know, it's not the ships, it's the beings who pilot them, but the, the ship is merely more, it's a manifestation of their consciousness. Now, some of them mm-hmm. are more physical, like some of the Palladian beam ships in years past, where they began to improve, eventually you started using Merkabah technology. There's been a continual evolution intergalactically with technology. But what we call quantum technology is a form of consciousness technology that is going to replace negative AI, artificial intelligence. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm totally yeah, we're ready. All ready. <laughs> so, um, okay, wow. What a great, I knew this was going to be an amazing conversation. So what is your website, or how do we find out more about you? Yeah, well, it's www.intergalacticmatch.com. Think of earthmatch.com, match.com, but put the word intergalactic in front of match. This is the intergalactic version of match.com. Now, (laughs) I did put a little disclaimer on on selecting my book uh, when I asked an attorney about it. Would match.com get a little... You know, because sometimes when you, even though it's entirely different and it's not a website where you sign up to date, still, you know, it's a play in words, but, you know, galacticmatch.com is the intergalactic version, as I kind of say, uh, <laughs> uh, for match.com. Instead of signing up to a website on Earth, the process of reading the book, as I said, is a process of kind of allowing yourself energetically, physiologically to open up to this concept that you can connect with your beloved, your true other half, and experience some bliss in your life versus all the emotional stuff that has been so prevalent in earth relationships. And when you work on your own stuff and you help process, your other half can help you. You know, when Celeste uh, connected with me and told me I should have died from the emotional post-traumatic stress that occurred in this very toxic emotional relationship I had, I mean, I had to really, I faced certain things that were very difficult, and I'm affected by that and how I think in a lot of things, and I've been doing mm-hmm. nutritional supplements and stuff to help me. And with her loving presence, I mean, it's awesome. It's powerful. It's, it's just her unconditional love is so, you we try to describe to somebody what that kind of love, the love that you would imagine you would really like to have it is off the chart. It is, it's hard to put it into words. <laughs> it's so incredible. Yeah, and uh, that's why I thought I would be with her then with a physical <clears throat> soulmate uh, because of the intensity of that love and how special this experience has been for me in these last three to four years that she popped into my life. And now she's a, fi- a fixture that I don't want to see ever go. <laughs> oh. oh, how yeah, fortunate, I mean, really. how fortunate you are that you had this experience. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, she loves <clears throat> romantic movies with me. And, I mean, I, I cry. And, I mean, I feel, <laughs> of course, then there's this part of me, and I have to say this, I'm watching movies, and I'm thinking of some of, like, some of these actors and actors. This is how my mind will work. I'm thinking, how many of these people... You know, because a lot of actors are very versatile. They can play one role and they like to play another. Well, some of the people like Tom Hanks and Jim Carrey, some of these people you think are nice and warm and fuzzy, now they've got this really nasty side to them and what they've been involved in. And that's why I'm saying you're going to discover a lot of the people listening. A lot of people in Hollywood, 80-90% of them are gone now because they're in Gitmo or wherever they are. So sometimes I have a little trouble. You see, I can't put my head in the sand. I can't pretend... And all everything is warm and fuzzy when the fear people playing the roles in certain movies are not who they really appear to be. And I, I, I can't ignore something. I can't put my head in the sand and hang on La La Land 
if there's you know certain things that we're not facing. If we're dysfunctional about it, we need to deal with it. So my mind kind of works in other in multitasking about things, and and so I but I try to put things aside and enjoy and be spontaneous with Celeste. <laughs> so it's wonderful to have her in my life, and, and other people can experience the same thing if you open yourself up and really do some of the protocols that are suggested. And again, I'm not giving advice. It's just my suggestion and my perception. And you combine it with whatever positive things that you feel are good. And you might change some of those. You might be, you know, you might open yourself up to some things you would never think in, in a million years you would do. And how many people are going to, you know, I always I have a little saying, you know, when people say, well, that don't help, happen until hell froze over. Well, guess what? Hell is frozen over a million times. But, you know, it's like a gigantic block of dry ice now. The guy in the red suit, he froze it a long time ago. You know, because so much yeah. is happening when people say it won't happen until blah blah. Well, it has happened behind the scenes, and now it's going to become more obvious to people you know, as we go forward in the coming months. Your mind's going to be blown. I can assure you. Well, that's that's great. I'm I'm hoping a lot of people's minds will be blown because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very aware of what's coming. Not specifically, yeah. but I'm very aware that it's coming, and. Um, yeah, and it's 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 well overdue. Um, so okay, so just to tell everybody, the book is the same as the website. It's galactic intergalacticmatch.com is the book, right? And your website mm-hmm. is also intergalacticmatch.com, right? Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um, and to my listeners, this is uh, this book is fantastic. It's going to take you a while to get through it, but um, mm-hmm. but it yeah. It's going to be, you're going to find it very interesting. Um, Approach it with a very open mind. As in the the movie uh, Matrix, you're going to get red-pilled. In other words, you're going to be, you know, like in the scene in the movie where, you know, if you take the blue pill, you just wake up and nothing happens. If you take the red pill, you'll wake up and then you will become aware of what's really going on. You'll see, Mm -hmm. you'll see beyond the things. And that's what the book is designed to do. You know, like one book there, one chapter in the, one of the last chapters of the book, it was, you know, where I was describing having this teacher in high school, Mr. Down, I call him Mr. Upper, because <laughs> he was such an <laughs> upbeat person. And when I, when you hear about, he, because the, 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 the cabal controlled mainstream media has stereotype types of people for, because of their agenda of what they had planned for world control. Well, uh, and I met a lot of people. Like the people or there were the militias and others who I was brainwashed. And when I met all these people and, and got to know them as versus what the media was telling me about them, and I'm talking to you know, people that were members of organizations, things that are totally different than how we've been brainwashed to believe. And, and it's just fascinating when you really sit down and you meet people from all over the world and how our media tends to stereotype certain you know, countries. And when you go over there, and you, sit, and you connect with people, it's not what they tell you. It's that, you know, everybody wants peace. Everybody, you know, wants to get rid of all the pain and suffering that we've been going through. So much of it is just for manipulation for profit, you know. So when we get out of the profit margin of that and open up to how we can come into fellowship with one another and mm-hmm. learn, and we may agree to disagree on some things, but we still are, are going to come together and we will find the common grounds that will unite us. So does Celeste, um, Celeste having written um, a, a great deal of this book uh, with you, mm-hmm. um, is yes. she saying that the way this is presented is going to be more easily digested if we, if we take our time and read it? 
Um, is this for yeah. people to really, I mean, you know, because sometimes books are really meant to change lives and there's an energy to the book. So that's what I'm yeah. asking. Is there an energy yeah. to the yeah. book there's that will energy. help open people's minds? Yeah. As she told me as we were writing it, it took almost eight, nine months to write it <laughs> and, it, and almost till 2020. And she told me that there was basically every copy that will ever be produced, whether it's in paperback version or the ebook Kindle version, they're all energized, energetically from on high. So when you really allow yourself, and don't just rush through it, but really read it, really assimilate it, it is designed by the time you get to the end of the book. <laughs> you will, even if you say, oh, I didn't change me. Yeah, yeah, some people don't want to acknowledge. Because, you know, if you, there's all this ego, ego investment, you know, ego pride investment. Right. Of, oh, I'm not, you know, I don't want to change my life at all. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you know you, if you really want to make a change, and that's what it's kind of a, it's part of its psychological, physiological openness to try something new, to open up to something. And even if you say, I don't quite comprehend this, leave it open. Leave the possibility open, and you'll be amazed if you, when you get through the book. Really allow yourself to simulate what that will do for you and how that will cause other doors to open, cause other, like, domino effects. When you leave yourself energetically open to the so the, so the miracle, oh, my God, the miracle of uh, blessings and synchronicities, oh, it's been awesome since she came in. Uh, well, if, if anything can sell the book, that will, <laughs> that book. Um, and you can that, call on her. And she's staying right now. She <clears> just wants to express how much she always enjoys being here with me and to just spread her love that she said you can call on her. I've already had a few people tell me that she's come around them and are communicating with them. Uh, call on her. And ask her to help you. She's the universal matchmaker. Oh, she is. Uh, she okay. She wants other couples to be fulfilled. She wants other mm-hmm. couples to be find that same experience, the same wonderful experience she and I are experiencing. Okay. The international matchmaker. Wow. How lucky are you to have found her? Intergalactic matchmaker. Right. That's what I meant to say, intergalactic. Oh, my gosh. I'm not used to saying that word. But, um, okay. Well, Michael, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, for, thank you for um, having for this, me to be on here, and this Les also thanks you for the opportunity of sharing this information with everybody. Uh, I just want to see everybody get more fulfilled and, and let go of all the, the stuff you've been immersed in that's held you back. You know, it's time to open up intergalactically, yes, uh, to the concept of dating and romance being something far more special than just the, the emotional, toxic struggle that relationships so often have been on planet Earth. Yes, um, and it's, that's the reason I do this show is because I want to present different points of view so people can, you know, resonate with, you know, certain mm-hmm. things resonate with certain people. And um, I like yeah. to bring all different kinds of ideas to open people's minds. That's the purpose of mm-hmm. my show. And so I'm really thrilled mm-hmm. to have had you, and, um, and I appreciate it. I'm going to uh, – my, my email is loveyourlife at randyfine.com, Randy is R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, loveyourlife at randyfine.com. Email me so I can connect you with that person that I talked about, okay? Now, let me just make sure. Love, L-O-V-E-U-Y-O-U-L-I-F-E at Randy. Love your, love your, Y-O-U-R. Love, yeah, L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-F-E-L-I-
Dot com. Okay. Yeah. You want me All to right. email you? Well, Just email what me so I can do? connect you, so I can connect you with that person that we talked about before we went on air, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. It's, it's been well, a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. If you ever want me to have me on the show again, I'm open to it. Okay. Oh, we'll definitely do this again. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a lot of other topics I could talk about that are that I touch on okay. in the book. So, okay, thank you. I mean, God bless. yeah. Namaste. Okay, take care. All right, bye bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. <clears throat> so we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.